Okay, hello and welcome everyone. I'm Jan Schechta. And this is Carla Smith. Carla, you want to say hi? Hello everyone, welcome. And we're so excited to have you here. It's our first time hosting in this format over Zoom, so I hope that you'll bear with us as we work through the kinks with audio and such. Um, we're so excited to welcome you from, let's see, we have 26 countries, over 380 participants today. So happy to be with everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you're calling in from. It's a bright and sunny 6.37 a.m. in California. And uh, along with Zoom today, I just want to let you know that I will be your troubleshooter. So if you have any issues, please feel free to reach out to me via the chat feature. Um, just a couple things to go through. I see in the chat that some people are having issues with audio. Um, a couple things to deal with that. Next to the mute button, you'll see a little chevron, which looks like, or people call it a carrot sometimes. If you click that, that has your audio options where you can test your sound. If it's still having issues, it looks like some people left and returned, and that solved the problem. And worst case scenario, restart your computer, consider calling in via your phone for the audio portion um, as kind of a last ditch effort. But also with the chat feature, if you see that at the bottom of your screen, if you press chat and then see that many people have been saying hello and where they're from, at the bottom of the window, you'll see two, and then it says everyone. If you press that everyone button, you can select a person to send a private message to. So if any time during the meeting you have an issue, a technical issue that you'd like some help with, feel free to put two Jan Shegda in there, send me a message, and I'll get back with you, and uh, hopefully get everything solved for you. Thanks again for your patience as we work with this today. And then Carla has a bit more to share with you, too. Yes. Well, I want to uh, echo the welcome. We are uh, truly living in an extraordinary time, and I'm very grateful that we have the opportunity today to spend this time together in a virtual way, learning from four really great teachers uh, about an important topic. Um, we have with us, and uh, you will see momentarily, uh, Beatrice Chestnut, Russ Hudson, Peter O'Hanrahan, and Mario Socorro. And uh, they will get their cameras turned on, and Kurt and Leslie will tell you a little bit more about them in a moment. Uh, for now, I just want to thank them all for their uh, flexibility and for being here as we have retooled this event from what would have been an online uh, panel event into this new, or would have been an in-person panel event into this new online format. Um, the IEA is a membership organization and it's largely run by volunteers. Um, other than Sandy and her fabulous administrative team, everything else is uh, the result of work done by volunteers, including our uh, volunteer board members. There are 13 individuals on the board from all around the world. And I particularly want to thank one of those people today, uh, Brian Mitchell Walker, who was the face that you saw talking to you at the beginning and coaching everybody into this technology, is from Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada. And uh, we are very fortunate that he has prior experience with this technology and has been involved in both the planning and the replanning of this meeting with Sandy. Um, so he's serving as our, our Zoom driver and our MC today. And we really want to thank him. We also want to thank Sandy, of course, for uh, having done all of the planning for uh, both the in-person event, which would have been in her hometown in Cincinnati, and then for retooling this into an online event for us today. Finally, I do want to thank also uh, Kurt Mitchka and Leslie Hirschberger, who are also volunteering their time today. They are our facilitators and they are uh, former board members and uh, great friends to the IEA. And I will introduce them a little bit more in a minute as well. Um, this session, as Ryan said, is being recorded. And IEA members who are either attending or registered for today will be able to view the recording in a couple of days in the member library, which is on our online magazine, IEA Nine Points. If you're not a member and would like to join, you can go to our website, which is www.internationalenneagram.org. Um, there's several membership levels available, including some discounted rates for um, young people, for seniors, and for members of our international affiliates. Um, as I said, IEA Nine Points is our online magazine, and there is lots of free content there that's publicly available. You can get to that by going to www.iea9points.com. And uh, we have recently uh, begun sharing there some free insights and connection opportunities that are being offered by the IEA and by our various accredited professionals that are helping people navigate this uh, unusual time that we find ourselves in. Um, members can also log on there for free um, or log on there to their membership profile and there's other content available to them and as I say the recordings of this will be available there in a few days. Um, I'd like to introduce Kurt and Leslie, our facilitators, and um, as I say they are both former board meters, board members. Kurt was actually um, the president of the board for uh, a couple of years, 2017 and 18, and the co-president in 2019. Kurt lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is in the U.S., and he is a coach, mediator, and Enneagram teacher, and uh, he has over 20 years experience in conflict mediation. 
and teaches and coaches people how to navigate conflict more constructively, creatively, and compassionately. He's a graduate of the Deep Coaching Institute and also a certified Enneagram teacher in the narrative tradition. Leslie Hirschberger lives in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio in the US, and she is also an Enneagram facilitator, coach, and consultant with a background in education, theology, and integral theory. She's a certified Enneagram teacher and coach in the narrative tradition and through the Enneagram in business. She brings team and leadership development to organizations by doing project-based consulting, which deepens employee engagement and transformation and supports people in sustaining intentional change. She's also a devoted practitioner and member of the Intentional Programmo Center Enneagram Learning Community. Thank you very much, Kurt and Leslie. And if you would turn on your uh, camera and your audio, we will turn it over to you. Thanks, Carla. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, I really want to thank the IA for providing us, all of us, with another opportunity to learn and connect. To connect with four fabulous teachers on a topic that for many of us is quite challenging. This today is an opportunity for all of us to learn more about an aspect of the Enneagram that can be confusing, but which can help us all gain more self-awareness and help us cope with the challenges and opportunities of day-to-day -day life. Throughout the day, we'll explore what's meant by the instincts and subtypes in the world of the Enneagram, what they are, what they aren't. And if you're uncertain of your own dominant instinct, it's an opportunity for you to gain further clarity about each of them. These four teachers have different approaches and orientations to these topics. They may agree about certain things and disagree about others, and that's fine. Understanding how others think can often clarify our own thinking about a subject. So to be clear, this is not a debate to determine which teacher is right and which teacher is wrong. This is an exploration to help you, all of you here, understand how these four teachers view and think about our instincts and subtypes so that you can gain more clarity about the subject. And indeed, it's an opportunity for you to further explore and refine your own understanding of your instincts and subtypes. You may find yourself resonating with the approach of one or two teachers more than the others. And again, that's great. We learn differently. Different concepts connect with us and others less so. So I invite all of you to listen and be present with all three centers of your intelligence, your head center, your heart center, your body gut center. And what I'd like to do is introduce Leslie. And Leslie, if you have anything to add about the day, feel free to. And Leslie will also take us inward and do a short inner practice to help us connect with our centers of intelligence. So thank you, and I hope you have a great day. And as Brian said, feel free to ask questions using the chat room. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks, Kurt. Um, welcome, everyone. Really glad to be here. Um, you know, if you're like me, you've, you've I've been thinking about self-preservation a lot. And uh, woke up in the middle of the night wondering, OK, do I have the virus? You know, my head kind of hurt, achy, all of those things come online. But also, I just really want to thank you all for your flexibility for being here. What's really what I appreciate about the Zoom call is that, you know, we're all so many more people are able to come this way. We're able to bring people here from, from around the world. So just really, really grateful for that part of it. But want to just encourage you in the in the spirit of the instincts is to take care of yourself today. Um, this is a different format. This is a lot to just have this. You know, be looking into a computer for an entire day. We do have breaks for you, so there you know there are planned breaks in the morning and in the afternoon. Uh, you will have a lunch break. You know, I know one of the things we we like the most is that when we can you know talk with each other at the break time. So we, we aren't going to be able to have that unfortunately. But just seeing everybody talk in the chat room and introduce themselves and, and uh, say, you know, hey, we're here um, has been kind of cool. So just take care of yourselves throughout the day and just really expressing appreciation. Um, for our four panelists for being so flexible. And uh, honestly, we asked them, and within 24 hours, every one of them got back to us and said yes, that they were willing to do this. And this is new for all of us. Um, you know, I was just, I was saying to my husband this morning, it, it's like presenting isn't, for anybody, you know, who's here, we, everybody's used to presenting in front of people, but Zoom is new for all of us, and newer, I should say, for all of us. So um, really appreciating our presenters for just so easily sliding into this new format. And then, you know, Brian and Sandy, if you get a chance, just to, just to shout out to them. Just holding this container, I'm amazed by how much work it takes on the back end to do something like this. And so just really expressing appreciation uh, to you, Brian and Sandy, for all of the work and just all the kinks you have to work out with something like this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
So what we're going to do right now is we're going to do an internal practice. And this is designed really for all of us to bring ourselves inside of ourselves to get a kind of a felt sense of the instincts. When we first planned this, we were going to do it Friday night and um, on Saturday because we felt like we, there was just so much content and we really wanted to hear from the facilitators, you know, their journey of instincts and bring you into your own journey of instincts. And we aren't able to do that now. So what we, what we want to do is a short meditation to invite you into these instinctual aspects of ourselves. So just begin by positioning yourself as comfortably as you can in your chair and allowing your eyes to either close or if that's uncomfortable, for some people that can overwhelm your system to close your eyes. So allow your eyes to drop. And the purpose here is to, to there's, you know, the eyes have a lot of energy and to rid yourself of external stimulation and be able to come inside of yourselves. So begin by noticing your body in the chair and just feeling the weight of your body in the chair and the gravity that holds you in your chair. And noticing the difference between the thought of your chair and the thought of your body and the actual felt sense of feeling your body in the chair. Your back being supported by the chair or the couch or wherever you're sitting. And the felt sense of your feet touching the ground. And now we've heard a lot, so to gather your awareness, can you bring your attention to the far wall of the room? The center of the room. Look reading distance. Six inches behind you. Look reading distance again. Now in and down, inside of yourself, down through your throat. And can you notice any sensations in your throat? And once again, noticing the difference between the thought of the sensation and the actual felt sense of sensation in your throat. And now to your neck, noticing your neck. Can you feel the difference between the left side of your neck and the right side of your neck? Maybe beginning by noticing the air on your neck and then allowing yourself to go a little deeper into muscles, tendons. Sometimes you can feel a buzzing. Sometimes this is called chi, life force, energy. Just noticing sensation in the neck. Dropping to your shoulders. Sometimes hear these metaphors like we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. This is a time of great stress for a lot of people. We don't have any tracks for living through a pandemic and neuro neurological tracks. This is new territory for all of us. And for some of us, we carry the tension in our shoulders. Can you feel the sensation in your shoulders? And if all you notice is the feeling of your shirt on your shoulders, noticing, just start there. Maybe dropping in a little more deeply into your shoulders. Getting underneath the surface. And if you notice nothing at all, just notice that. What does that feel like? You know, no, no sensation. And now dropping your awareness into your heart. And you may notice the beat of your heart. Making a little room for that. Breathing into your heart. And notice the quality of your breathing. Noticing kind of where it lands in your body. Does it land up the heart? Does it feel like a belly breath? And the practice here right now is to not try to change the breathing at all. Just simply notice. Notice the length of the inhale, the length of the exhale.
and now placing your awareness on your solar plexus. And the solar plexus right below the heart is sometimes the gatekeeper of emotion, of these instinctual drives. Can you notice any sensation? A lot, of, a lot of people have told me this week, you know, I'm not noticing body sensation. I almost feel like I'm like one step away from my own body right now. So simply notice any sensation in the solar plexus. And now dropping your attention to a few fingers below the belly. And noticing any sensations there. Breathing in and breathing out. And if you notice your attention wandering, kind of going up and out, see if you can invite it back inside yourself. But we're talking about instincts that are housed in the body. And finally, can you allow your attention to go down your legs to the bottom of your feet? and feeling the felt sense of your feet touching the ground. And sometimes as we shift our attention, we might feel a buzzing in the area of the body where we place our attention. Or for some of us, if the body doesn't feel safe, we may find ourselves wanting to kind of shift our attention to our thoughts, to outside of ourselves. So notice that with some kindness for yourself. It's not about forcing yourself into the body. It's a gentle invitation inside of yourself. And just an appreciation for yourself that you took this time today to come gather with other people to learn something that matters, that can help us awaken to our habitual reactions. And one of those most primal reactions is this area of the self-preservation arena. So can you notice in your body sensations of comfort or discomfort in the areas of tension or areas where you feel open? Maybe noticing, you know, if you've had some coffee or tea because there's a caffeine starting to buzz in my body. Am I hungry or full? What does my belly feel like now? Do I feel comfortable in this room that I'm in right now? And this area of self-preservation is so challenged by this time of pandemic. Some of us have income streams affected, deeply affected. For some of us, it's a lost income stream. And this taps straight into self-preservation. Notice what it's like in your body when you hear these words, pandemic, income. My felt sense of my own self-preservation If worries come to your head, notice how they house themselves in your body. That sense of the people around me, where I feel, who help me feel safe in here. For some of us, we can't see people who matter to us. That feel vital to our sense of safety in the world and connection, or I have some sense of control. For so many of us, it's been taken. It feels like these external forces have taken us. From that sense, that felt sense that I have some control here, Can you feel what it's like in your body as you reflect on this self-preservation arena? And make some space for whatever you notice. Once again, the practice isn't about trying to create some sort of idealized state or trying to control it. 
It's simply noticing that when I bring self-preservation into my awareness, what do I notice inside of myself? And so now allowing that to recede a bit, and we're going to bring in the sexual instinct into our awareness, sometimes called one-to-one, sometimes called transmitting, sometimes called sexual, but it's that energy inside of us where we feel that great aliveness, where something draws us in, almost like a kind of a beacon to something that matters, a person, and it's not cognitive. It arises on its own, this instinct, where I feel an intense draw towards another person. Can you reflect on a time when that happened for you? Where it could have been a place, a vision. Can you bring to your awareness a time when the pull felt bigger than me? It's like I couldn't have controlled it if I tried. It was so intense. And it's not only to another person, although sometimes it shows up that way. It might even be someone, you know, we don't want to feel drawn towards. That's not how this instinct works. It could be a longing, some sort of pull towards the beloved. But what is that beloved that drew you? Can you feel it in your body, that draw? What do you notice? It could have been a place. It could have been to a child, a baby. Or even a vision, something that matters. And it's this energy of aliveness where you come alive, where other things seem to recede to the background. Because it matters. And so now allowing that instinct to recede to the background and step into the next evolutionary instinct, which is this social instinct. That instinct of belonging to a larger group, to a larger field. Where when we come back together, you can, we can look and be aware that there are over 300 people who've come together on this call. That we are part of a larger community of Enneagram people who care so much about this instinct, the social instinct. Comes online. Have the sense of caring for others. The sense of, do I matter in this group of people? Where do I belong? Where it's almost like this instinct, it's like you have an environmental weathering of a sense of a group. Do I fit in? Do I not? And this could be the instinct where play lives. Think of some of us who <clears throat> attended the conference and that final night where there's dancing and play and music. And we've learned together and we've grown together. We've shared meals together and gone out and we've laughed. Or perhaps we wondered, do we fit in with this group? Do I belong? Tapping into that loneliness that we can sometimes feel within a group. 
But that final night when everybody's dancing or playing or talking over in a corner and then we're aware of this wider group. This is the area of empathy where I care. I care about this thing called the Enneagram and I want to bring it to my workplace, my family, my relationships. I want to awaken. But boy, it would be nice if others awakened with me. Can you feel into that part of yourself that sees yourself as a part of a larger group? What do you notice in your body when you reflect on this social instinct? As we look at the state of the world right now, I don't know that we've ever experienced anything like this in our lifetime, where everyone on this planet is going through the same thing. Where we are all in this together. Can you feel into what that feels like inside of you? That this entire planet at this time in our lives in 2020 will all have a muscle memory of having been through a pandemic and this will pass on, this will shape generations to follow the way global traumas or global happenings did in the past, World War II, the Holocaust, the plague. Reflect on your part of the world where you live and these massive social events have happened and we carry that. Our ancestors lived through these and we carry them inside of ourselves today. This wider world, this social aspect of ourselves where we are reliant on each other and there's so many people so scared right now. There were three of us showed up today <clears throat> where we can bring a way of stepping into this with conscious awareness. That where we are in this moment right now matters and how we show up matters. That can shift, perhaps or not, this wider field. We don't get to decide, but what we can do is show up with a quality of intention as we get on this call today and as we step into listening to B. Can you feel the felt sense of B if you've seen her and her teaching, if it has touched you in some way? Noticing areas of opening and areas where you're contracted in some way and making room for that as you reflect on B stepping into this work. And reflecting on Russ and what Russ is bringing to this field today. Noticing inside of you your experience of hearing us, us teach openings and contractions and making room for that as he has stepped into the social realm today to share what he knows, to share his lived experience and the lineage that he brings to this teaching today. And reflecting on Peter and noticing what happens inside of you as we reflect on Peter and what he brings today into this field, areas where you feel open or areas of contraction and allowing for that. And the lineage that he brings in, because every one of these teachers, I talk to every one of them and each of them are bringing a lineage and their own research into this field for each of us as we awaken together. And now thinking about Mario, can you bring Mario into your awareness? A look at his eye. 
the shape of his face, as you maybe have read about some of what Mario brings into this field of this inquiry around the instinctual subtypes and areas where you feel open, areas where you feel contracted slightly, and making room for that. And the lineage that Mario brings in and his own research. Because each of these teachers has done some sort of deep dive. We're going to hear from them in a moment. And now reflect on yourself. Can you bring your attention back home to yourself? What is your experience of each of these instincts inside of you? What are the questions that arise in you right now? The curiosities? The frustrations? What is your lineage? What is your bias as you step into this today? Just notice, it's one of the things Kurt and I did. We reflected on where are we as relates to these instincts? Where do we notice our attention goes? Can you reflect on that for a moment? Where does your attention go when you reflect on these instincts? During the meditation, was there one that felt a little more comfortable for you? What do you one, one area where you felt kind of a, some contraction. Just notice. Perhaps there was a place where you said, hey, I want her to say this, you know? This is how I experience this instinct. Say that. Notice that. And so bringing your attention back into your body, feeling your feet on the floor, your body in the chair, and when you're ready, but only when you're ready, allow your eyes to open. And go ahead and take a moment, look around the room, and almost imagine that the room is welcoming you back in. Kind of orient yourself into this room because you've been inside yourself for a little bit. 